I don't know. Scholar. 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 to another episode of Scholarly Conversations with Yinka and Sadia, a show where we have scholarly conversations with anyone about anything because we can. In this episode of Scholarly Conversations, the fourth episode of this podcast, the one without structure, we decided to, as the title suggests, not plan out the episode or have a topic, but instead just go with the flow and speak to some of our friends about whatever they wanted to, and this is what they had to say. What are we really going to do with do that? With it. Yeah. If you can't make money with it, you're not doing it, really. No, for me, man. For me, like, I was never that stupid, but my mum was really too hard for that. Yeah. So. We all do this, this, that. He, there's this area named my school, there was like three chicken shops, four corner shops, Tesco, Crown Point, yeah? When I say my brother's active there, like he'll be active with his whole little group of friends. And if my parents did not slap him into a football team, I swear to God, the things that this boy would have done by now were popping up fireworks. Are you? I feel like you know how like the younger generation, like how they're raised, is so differently. I feel like they're so ungrateful. And I keep telling my mom this, and she doesn't. Yeah, they don't listen. So your son is doing the madness, and you're asking, and you're telling me we're raising him together. No, that's your son. And the thing raising him together, my mom will be dead. Your son argue with my mom, and I'm just like, yeah, exactly. My mom doesn't argue with my mom anymore. The last time he did that, I swear to God, he shouted at her. The way I clapped him, I was like, you took it too, please. No, but even like the simple things, like my brother, he's so careless and he'll just break stuff. And it's like, I like understand, like, I don't know if he doesn't understand money, but it's like, oh my gosh, like you just broke this. And like, because my dad is like, you break it. Okay, I'll replace it. That's calm. But it's like, do you actually understand how much these people provide for us and spend the money? You don't need to be having all of these iPhones and stuff. Like they could have gotten you a regular Nokia, but you're here breaking it and it's not that much. Nokia 3310. And with the snake game, oh my god, I feel like the yeah. level I got to like a hand me down. What is different? When, when your first phone, when your first phone, bro, my phone now, that was my first new phone. When your first phone, it's a Nokia brick. When your first phone is a Nokia brick, they humbles you. I don't think you understand. You were playing with the iPhone 6s, yeah, with my life. It was my first new phone. The other one, you was all hand me downs. Hand me downs. When I got the iPhone, that's when you're in year seven and you did an iPhone X, like how can you be humble? My first phone was an iPhone 3GS and it came out of that year as well. <laughs> when I my mom was looking at my mom telling my mom, yeah. Oh, I want an iPhone 6S, I want an iPhone 7. Oh, really? Bro, you're 14, you want to know books, Bro, education. The reason why I got the iPhone 6 is because my mom smashed the iPhone 5 because I was in trouble for six months. I couldn't have a phone. If you want to call me, you can't do that. It's it's like, I my, my mom doesn't and my parents just had to kill me. 
That's it. No, they just had sympathy on me. My mum did. She always told me like, you don't need a phone. All you need is you need a. As long as I can call you and make sure you're fine. That's it. That was the time. And then like, she went to She went to Argos. Got ten pound brick phone. She said, oh yeah, as long as I can call you. I don't care. Hey, ten pounds. Ten pounds. You see the one pound Nokia ones from Parfum Warehouse, the one with the multicolour backs. If I'm lucky, <laughs> I'll get two colours to change. <laughs> no, no, I this colour. I love my phone because I'm. You know how many phones I've smashed. I think that's why. I was crazy. I love the way I protect that iPhone. I've had it since what 2015. Where is it? There, I cannot have a phone without. I cannot have a phone for a year without smashing it. The five C I smashed. I mean, if I, I smash my phone, that's it. That's I mean, the yeah, problem. You that's it. It. <laughs> when you start with this, because I know people like I'm not gonna say like you. I knew people when I was in year six. People had iPhone, iPhone five. And believe me. The only thing I wanted in this life, not even sats, I wanted the Blackberry. Right. Mm, I wanted wow. to be able to chat to my friends. BBM. I wanted someone to ping me. Ping me, ping me. I wanted to put my status. Especially when it's your birthday. By the time I got the Blackberry, why tell me why everyone had moved to iPhones? iPhones, yeah. When I first got people would start getting touch screen. Exactly. I got my iPhone 5. That's the time I got my Blackberry. It wasn't even the nice Blackberry. It wasn't even the nice Blackberry. This is Scholarly Conversations with Sadia and Dienka. <laughs> that's Ghanaian TV. Probably when I was in here. Oh, no. Well, my sister. No, that's right. Oh, probably year eight. Why do you say this, Jade? Jade, come and speak. Let's come and Take a chair. Take a seat. Oh, what's this? So, Jade. Oh, yeah. Oluwa Jessala. Oh, oh. It's really. Just Jadesola. It's just. You know. Wait, wait. When did your childhood have? Yeah, end? so I would definitely have to say yeah. Eh? Mm-hmm. So I went to a secondary school, and my sister was also um, at that secondary school. Okay. However, she left when I was in year eight, and I thought that was really the time where I needed to, you know, buck up my ideas. Amen. You know, and become a real serious lady. Mm. So it was you year to nine. Defend your own self. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was year nine, GCSE time. You know, choosing. I did business studies because you know what. Everyone does business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tell my story, do you guys want to hear it? About the hair? Yeah. Okay, so. so what happened was, I was probably eight years old. Mm. I was going through a lot at that time. I was called <laughs> a mute child. I was really, really shy. You were a mute child. I was basically, like, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would only talk to my mum, and my mum was the only person who had done my hair at that point. Wait, like what? Dad. Yeah, but like, family, still. This was like the first outside person. Why were you mute? I just was really, really shy. Like you had selective mutism. So then, yeah, the hairdresser, she came to do my hair. And she did it really, really tight. Like, really, really tight. And she, like, gelled it up. And it was tight. And it hurt. But obviously, I couldn't tell her that it hurt. So she was asking me if it was okay. So I was just nodding my head to go on it. So then, eight hours later, we take off the ponytail. There's a big chunk of hair inside. I'm looking. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? She took your hair off. The hair in the middle of my head is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's good for you to be mute. Hey, Nico. Wait, wait, wait. Did you hear this? Oh, it's gone. It's gone. I know that I'm 
It's grown back now, but it took so long. Like in the first year, we went to doctors because we thought my follicles were damaged permanently. Like honestly, but then they so grew back. Why was the rest of your scalp was oh, really? Did, did, did that cure your mutism immediately? Though? I don't even know. Honestly, you should have. I feel like cause I've never really been one to care about my hair. My mom was more upset than I was, but I was a bit like, okay, it's happened, so what am I supposed to do now? I will cry about it. I will cry. Yeah, there was a time I actually cut off my yeah, hair. Just yeah, just put that makeup and on. And I fully cried. Like, <laughs> I could have put, you know, the pigtails to the side. I couldn't do that hairstyle. That's why all the time in school productions, when they used to do those two bunny styles. <laughs> 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 With the whole chest, I'll have that one ponytail. Oh, Jay, that's so sad. Yeah, man. Oh my god. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's what my mum used to do. Is it? Should boys get trims? Boys Obviously, trims. like. But, but what's a trim? <laughs> Stop it. I don't know. What's a trim? I mean, we're not having that conversation. But you press play. No, we're just. So, why do the black this. community focus so much on hair? Have you realised that? Because like hair, like in Africa, like hair talks about the different um, positions in life. So if no. you have like wild yeah. hair, it means that you're a widow. Yeah, hair can show personality as well. Yeah. If you if you're black and you wear wigs or weave, you don't like your natural hair. No, it's Who not. Says? No, Who that's says? not true. It's, it's, it's a form. In and not it's, it's, it's a form of assimilation, not appropriation. Sometimes no, it's not even that deep yeah, on the basic it's level. Really it's just a protective hairstyle. It's just to maintain their hair. Some people don't know how to manage their natural hair and having that out 24, 24 hours a and day, plus, every season. A lot of people think that natural hair is um, very strong. It's actually not. It's the most fragile at all. Yeah, Especially in, winter. in the winter uh, time, it breaks. breaks I need to braid it so up, you know? For all them white people that say, oh my God, when all them black girls that wear the white weaves and all of them, it's all appropriation. It's not so sharp. Yeah, there was the recent thing about, you know, the Instagram girls um, oh who are pretending to be darker than they are. Yeah. And then um, the, uh, uh, the black Twitter community was under scrutiny by other people because they're like, but white, uh, but black people wearing like Brazilian and Indian weaves isn't that ne- them kind of pretending, not, not pretending not to be white or assimilating thing. to white cultures? It's just not. It's just, it's just not. Like, cause with all them people that are dark, dark in their making their skin, their skin darker, skin darker and blah 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 blah. It's like you're doing it. It's like it's like you're kind of saying that being black is a costume. Mm. And it's fun for a while. Like being black is is people's experiences, and you're like just meaningizing that to nothing. Like, yeah, white black people have never like have never done that. To, like white people to that extent. Like wearing wigs and weaves. Like as you said, it's just like it's either protection or simulation where you can't like or in work you can't wear your dreads, you can't wear your braids. So. And you can't wear your natural hair out, so you wear, you know, your wigs and your weaves. But we can't speak for the whole black Obviously, community, because yeah, some there's some self-hating. Um, oh my god! Did you guys see the girl on um, Doctor Phil? Yeah, yeah. the one that's like she, oh she's white. She's yeah. doing it for money. Yeah. She's yeah. definitely doing it. Yeah. 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 And that's what her sister said. Yeah. How can she be saying that her hair's straight? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. straight. <laughs> I know. She's straight. She wouldn't even mind if she's straight. If she moves hair like that, it would be staying like that as well. Like I'm even yeah. thinking, well, like if someone if they've been lying to you that you're white your whole life, all you have to do is look in the mirror. You can see your dark skin and the way in which they treat you. I think that's the fundamental difference in race. It's not necessarily of course it well of course we have skin color but it's also the, your engagements within society and the way in which you're treated the opportunities that are available to you the way you're represent um represented it's like more than just like a base level type thing 
And a lot of the times when, when black people want to be white or want to do uh, black things out of self-hatred, whereas I've never, I've never seen, um, I've never seen a, an example of white people wanting to have black features because they hate themselves. Which means like they, they like, think their lips are too small, so they might as well get. Lip maybe, surgery. but like I've never really seen like a lot of the times when we when we talk about like black people wanting to be white, it's out of self hatred and it's out of hatred from because you see the same way that at the same time when that girl was saying oh she's white, at the same time she was saying that she was white, but at the same time she was downgrading other black people. Mm-hmm. But all the white people that that make themselves darker do this, do that. They don't do that at the, at the expense of white people. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't. They don't go. Yeah, they I, don't, feel, they don't I feel like I get the point. Become. They don't do the dark thing and they don't make their lips or make their bum big and say, "Oh, white people are disgusting. White people are this. White people are trash." But when black people want to become white, they go, "Oh, black people are this. Black people are Negroes. Black people are this. Black people are that." So mm. I just like, is that? Like male in the community, yeah. iPhone. Yeah. Oh no, it's just like you see when white people change, get their skin darker. I feel like being black is not just oh I look in the mirror and I'm this certain skin color. It's like the things that your ancestors have been through, like all the struggle you've been through then, and then for white people to jump on it now, now that it's different to what they because they haven't been doing that before. I just think it doesn't make sense. Like why now? why do this to yourself and then like Omni said with black people downgrading themselves as they try to change it just I mean maybe not with the features thing but like they have been doing like taking black culture black like stuff for a long time for example like even with like jazz and like the cotton club and all of that stuff in the 1920s it was literally taking black what was perceived as black culture and like excluding the black people but taking the culture and like exper- making money out of that and making excitement out of that yeah now people are like elvis invented like rock and roll yeah but it's, yeah he copied from black a black woman in it or something like that yeah, yeah i think that's elvis presley yeah he's not all of most of his songs don't actually originate from him they originate from black mm-hmm. i think that's the fundamental difference between like black people wearing brazilian wigs and white people doing it because like we can't all know that they're profiting off it whereas like i wear this wig but no one's giving me money <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's kind of all to do with trends how like being black is suddenly trendy from when we were current like constantly prosecuted in the past for being the way we are and having the type of culture that we have so like even the term ghetto it was. It was not true. Like it was not created as a, like it didn't have positive connotations. I don't even think it has positive co- connotations now. But it was used as a tool to ridicule and ridicule people in the black community for embracing that side of themselves. Maybe we should talk about relationship because this year I might be able to say something. <laughs> what experience do I have? This is scholarly conversations with Sadia and Yinka. Living their best. Yeah, life. I'm doing really my best life. You know, someone told me like they were talking about like how they don't wanna, <clears throat> they don't wanna be in like they don't wanna do any like they don't wanna have fun anymore. They wanna be in like serious relationships now, 
Because all like admiring That's one of a couple years. You mean like at the age of 17? I was thinking that as well. I was like, bro, you're going to leave your life. But I yeah, think, I think when people life. get to uni, they'll change their minds. But I was just like, yeah, do you guys like see yourself like well, doing that anytime soon? Because I was serious. like, I was like struggling not to vomit when you, you were saying this to me. But, but you know, but I feel like, sorry, I feel like serious has different. Me, do you actually mind? Meaning? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just feel like everyone takes it differently. So, how so my serious yeah. wouldn't be serious to you. What, what, like, yeah, what's your serious? My serious, my serious is like get married, having promise kids. ring. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. My the serious Pandora is like one. yeah, like come <laughs> on, on your knees, that. doing all of that. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> no, but I feel like at this age, you don't need to be doing all, all of, of this, that. this, that. Yeah. Like okay. there That's is a whole yeah. seventeen yeah, years even, of life to live. I don't even get people who are like in couples now because I just I don't see the use. Right That's before uni as well. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. 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 But some people make it work. Relationships just yeah. Relationships just feel sickening. They just yeah. stress. It's yeah. unnecessary stress at your young age. Like, wow, you seem to be speaking from experience. I don't need it now. And why are we doing this whole? Okay, let's stick to one person. Now. Like even for later so ages, I'm not saying let's go so, see so your cross, yeah. But we're like the only putting your eggs in different baskets. We're only like the this only no, 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 We're the only organism that's monogamous. Uh, yeah, we are right. literally the only organism. So like, I'm not saying go do this, this, that with all these different girls. But I'm like, you Jeez. don't have to rush it. Like if you're gonna spend yeah. your life with that one person, that's at least deep. have experience because <laughs> you don't know what's right uh, until like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like mm. touch. In secondary school, I was like, yeah, no, I'm only gonna. I was like, I was just thinking, yeah, it's only gonna be serious relationships, serious experiences. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. I'm not gonna be in a relationship until I'm like out of uni, got myself established, and then life happened. And it was just like, that's just not real. Wow. Like, that just can't. Mm. Yeah, and I kind of like realized that I don't want to put myself in a relationship until like I'm just like mentally ready. Like, I'm just not in that. I'm saying like all these people that are like that that they're together since they're minus one years of age. Mm-hmm. So wait, so if for example you like a boy and obviously the boy likes you back and he's like, Okay, obviously. let's get into let's get into a relationship, you guys would be like, No. Because yeah, because like if I get into a relationship then that means that I see my, see myself wanting to marry you. That's what a relationship what, the a series, yeah, So a you're talking yeah. more so about courting than dating? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. Wow. Like, if you are thinking that far ahead. Yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> like, but, but, but you know those people that start thinking. relationship and it's just like for, for no YouTube reason. channel or something? Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I'm not for like. Like if if you say you like me, that's nice. But then I also like other guys as well. So I'm oh wow! <laughs> think about it. Like, logically, in year six, yeah, were you thinking about a plan to UCAS or any of that? No, you take it step by step. And obviously, you can have your little girlfriend for like a month, two, okay, maybe more. Like little experiences. Okay, a thing. No, I feel like okay, a person you're talking to, but then in the end, you'll have enough experience. 
and then when you finally do self with that one person then yeah you know you're not going to be looking at other people like wrong i feel like we like we like to say so so like so much of the time like we have a plan this is the way we want it to go and it's just life just to do not end up like that so even like predictions of relationships and like your your friendships and stuff like that you think it's going to go one way but it could go even like predicted grades alone like it was predicted grades it's like you're doing all this work over at year 12 and you're like wow yeah like i remember in primary school i was like oh i'm gonna go to oxford (laughs) and like i was very excited i was like oh i'm gonna go to oxford it was basically because i wanted to go to the you know you have oxford dictionary i was like oh yeah and it's like now like oxford and cambridge like that's just like it's not that deep to me anymore so yeah i think i get what you're saying that life really just like but why do you think like why do you think mostly like people of colour don't apply to like Oxford and Cambridge? Because they don't think that they can get in. They well, don't think they'll fit it, in. You see statistics that only point two percent. No, not two percent. Like literally, it's it's really that low though. Like apparently, like in two years, some colleges don't even apply, like accept any. Like a black person, like half of a black person will literally just make it to Oxford. Saying you're thinking, if only that person. history that like yeah. you, you want to be part of that you th- it's not fair that only like a certain type of people get to experience like the best teachers in the world or like the people just like the way you said like most of the textbook I remember seeing in like secondary school and primary school they all had like Cambridge on it they had Oxford on it they, they didn't have University of Leeds on it they didn't have yeah. like Bristol and all that they, they had like you, those places that you, you, you want to go there you want to experience that as well and it's not fair that only like you have to be middle class or you have to be rich as, as, as like, hell to get in I feel stuff. like for black people, I feel like we should stop trying to put ourselves in white history and make our own history. I know that sounds kind of like but weird. But that's like, the only way black history was created in the first place. What do you mean? Like you have to go through, well what I think is that you have to infiltrate all of these institutions. That's why we have so many like affirmative action programs and stuff like that. You have to infiltrate these white institutions in order to create your own history and create a lineage, uh, like a lineage of people below you. So like the Oxford ACS, it must have been started by somebody wanting to infiltrate in these in- um, institutions, wanting to get more people like them going through to create their own black history. So like there's even Oxford black ACS history of like Stormzy coming and all of these different things and it's like it only happened because that one person decided to think oh yeah let me but do this it's just it's just this need to like we don't have a choice not really but but we do though like we do because like we're so I feel like black people especially black people here and in America in the western world we're so focused on creating a life in the western world what about people like back home in Caribbean in, Car- in the Caribbean and in Africa like what are we doing for them man like because at the end of the day, that's where we that's where we started from. So why are we creating something there? Why are we creating legacies there? So like I, I, I get one that. day, yeah, generations down to Africa, and it's not a third world country. It's a it's a 
not country, but continent <laughs> that people look at and say, wow, is this Africa? Like, there was yeah. a time when we were all struggling, Democratic of Congo and, you know, Nigeria, all these places that are, are struggling, that people are making fun of, that people are laughing from, like, mm-hmm. how dare you be from this place? That it should get to a point where people are saying in their chest, yeah, I'm from Nigeria and what? But it's, it's different when you grow up or you live in different places. So we need to remember that even though there is a lot of progress, we are still minorities and there is still a majority and this is a white country, whether we like it or not. So like even going back to Africa, there are, I'm not trying to, obviously there's great parts, but there are obviously bad parts as well like corruption and all these different things that may in like inhibit you from doing as much as you wanted to do for that particular place and stuff like that so i was even looking at the um turnout rate for the elections in nigeria and it was so that, low no but obviously the turnout yeah, rate in nigeria no will point. always be low because corruption like exactly. people, some so people are scared to go out during the election yeah, because you don't know who's going to kill you because so you have to go through these white westernized means in order to bring out the end that you want in these different places you need to go and you need to build in wherever you need to build go through that assimilation just to get the end result and i feel like the means doesn't matter no actually the means does matter let me say that because i'm even but like it, as long as you get to the ends that you want to bring forth then the the means that you have to go through to get that it's it's kind of just like a byproduct of what you've done like you know when people are like um when a successful person of color is like made and then they forget their the where they come from yeah, yeah. It's, it, to do that anymore, like, some, sometimes like yeah. some people argue that they don't need to remember where they come from because they worked hard themselves and all that. But like, I feel like Parents it's it's, it's very different from a person of color. Like, when, mm-hmm. once you've made it, you you need to go back and ma- make sure everyone else makes it's it. And it's like when people come from like I'll use Nigeria as an example because my mom always tells me a story about like people who they got like um, school visas and they traveled to university to study medicine and stuff. But then instead of coming back with that knowledge and helping yeah. like the um, the medicine in Nigeria, they just stay here and they do they get a job here but like you you know that the the child mortality rate is is really bad in Nigeria because most of the doctors or most of the people helping aren't even that qualified they're just people who just decided you know what let me let me my dad my dad knows someone in that hospital let me get a job there and like you 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 could change that but you just decide that it's not my problem anymore I've escaped from that reality so let me just enjoy this one I guess that kind of builds on your point as well yeah, I feel like we can't we can't live like um, Caucasians do because you know they they've they've gotten themselves to a point where if like a white person does well and they go off and do their own thing, it's not really at an expense of other white people because it because they all have this like you know a lot of the Western world has worked quite hard to at least present the idea of support and free education and well most free healthcare and stuff like that but in Africa and in many parts of the world like they don't have that yet so it's like you saying that oh you know what you all saying like going leaving the leaving the country you come from doing well being successful that's great and you did that on your ones but you need to but I feel like you need to come go back and support those who, who couldn't who couldn't make it out because the opportunities aren't fair for everyone what you had someone else may not have that you know like my dad used my dad he was he was like one of the people like who lives in the village and he was telling me like 
like he didn't know what electricity was for the longest time. Like he would tell me like the when first time he got a phone, <laughs> the first time that he got a phone, he was like thirty five or something like that. And it's like it's not even because all oh, the technology wasn't up there. It's just because like there was nothing. No one had money. You know what I'm saying? Like he even like my dad went back to Nigeria to help um, a school, but the school that he went to in his village, and he gave them these really you know them really big like. Um, computers that had the big back mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they're really big ones and like he gave them to them and like the kids there they were like so happy because that was literally the first time they had seen a computer in their whole lives and it's just like when you kind of deep it it's like what we have and what we experience every day a lot of people don't have that mm-hmm. and if you put people here like if you put people from all these poor places here like they will be so happy and so grateful so it's just like you just gotta remember like yeah that's what i feel about. that's true i want to say something but then you also have the times where like immigration goes wrong mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah because even still they may come here they may see or they may like a better life has been like portrayed like the image of a better life has been given off but then they don't necessarily get to live that better life Definitely. that they want here mm-hmm. so then they want to leave but then they, they can't anymore yeah you're like you know those aunties and uncles that you know that they're like ah they're sending a girl from the village to yeah. come and live with us and then they come and like they get paid like 10 pounds every week for yeah. working like up to 13 hours a day mm. and they get 10 pounds but they think like that 10 pounds a lot of money mm. but but then it's, it, it's really crazy because like modern day slavery is something that actually it happens not just in this country like you said but it happened in nigeria and like in african countries as well because it, a lot of a lot of like the capital cities in African countries, so like in Lagos in Nigeria, like uh, people people see Lagos as the UK or like as a, a Western country, as, like, and everyone mm. in the village wants to go go there at any means and any cost. So they they you see fathers selling their their daughters just so like oh but if you go to the if you go to Lagos you can probably get education. Mm-hmm. So um go with this auntie, work for her, like clean for her yeah, and all of that stuff and you get education. But they don't even get that. So like even the the smallest things like although like we as we live in South East London or like wherever where do you live? What is it? South West. Wow. Okay. Daniel lives in <laughs> East East. Yeah. You live in not London. See, uh, <laughs> I live in London. It's zone five. Okay, exactly. everyone needs to know that London is zone one to nine. I live in Get your five. But still, yeah. The the point is that like even though we live in all these places where like the conditions aren't really that great, we're still very privileged compared to like other people, especially in terms of like education, like the fact that we get to go to school, like and we get to like complain about things that that we get to complain about oh my gosh I have a detention and we get to complain like oh my gosh there's a uh, um once one teacher said like <laughs> another homework again it's like it's such it's it's really such privilege that like yeah. when I just think about like the 10 million kids in, in Nigeria that don't get to experience that which is that number alone is bigger than most countries like some countries don't even have that much people yeah. and then like mm-hmm. just think about those 10 million kids that don't get to experience any of that it's like, it just makes me feel like I'm. I'm just glad that I have that. But then again, it's like it's not. It's not enough to just be satisfied that um, all these terrible things like are still happening in a country that's supposed to be developed, and so we're like we're not protected. We're not given enough opportunities, and yet what we live in a in a first world country. It's like. 
you know really gets me like you know when people start arguing um Africa versus um, Caribbean oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> or like African and Caribbeans versus like African Americans <laughs> like all them arguing <laughs> David what do you think about that I'll continue no, but I've still done everyone came from Africa in the first place so a lot of people don't want to admit that I didn't get that a lot of people don't want to admit that the earth was one piece of land and earth realistically and some scientists have said it started in Ethiopia Wow. 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 Oh, wow. So is this like Dawn of the Planet? Have you guys seen that where like the squirrel? The, 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 the squirrel like, I don't know if this is true, but apparently mm-hmm. the Garden of Eve. Eden. 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 That's it. Jesus. Oh, my God. David. Even I know. Daniel. So then for people to like, so we all split off. So the Garden of Eden was in Ethiopia. Apparently. Wait, what's the Kenya? <laughs> East Africa was one piece of land, so we got to two. Oh wow! Rubbish. <laughs> so then, like, when the white people separated, blah blah blah, and then mm. for us to be—I don't want to say white versus black, but being the oppressed, and then then being the superior majority, yeah. and then for us to create another superior, like a battle for superiority in the oppressive like bit that we are. So Africa versus the Caribbean. Why are we having this stupid conversation? Oh. Like, why do we have to argue which is better? Like, I feel like this whole thing is just to divide us as a people, honestly. Yeah. Like, we've all gone through our like, own experiences and stuff like that. And, like, when you're talking about superiority, there should not be, like, a super a term of superiority like we've gone through different experiences we've both gone through hardships some of like obviously people from the caribbean have been taken from africa across to be enslaved but people from africa were enslaved in their own countries in their own villages in their own towns as well like we've both gone through their own struggle so the type of like i feel like we should just embrace each other's cultures this whole back and forth thing is like funny to a certain extent but like after a while i've just gone tired of fighting it's like and it's like, you know how the rest of your people give your people a bad name? So, like, Nigeria, of course. <laughs> it's like, they always, like, are you before? In the beginning, I always used to think that I used to have to fight for Nigeria and stuff like that. My culture. I really don't care. Say what you want to, but I know what my Nigeria is like. I know what my upbringing and my experience are, what my, well, half of my culture. But, yeah, I know what, what you know, the traditions and customs are. And I'm fine with that. Like, I don't need to fight with you over food or accent or how to say this or how to say that. It's like, it gets so trivial up, trivial as a point. Like, we should talk about things that actually matter, like history or just obviously something other than that. Yeah. Well, Daniela, why don't you talk about your migration? Oh my gosh, Vanessa's here. Vanessa, come and talk about race. Vanessa, Vanessa. Come talk about race and stuff. No. Okay, so I didn't get anything by well, it wasn't really by invitation. Yunka started walking and we all followed. Yeah. <laughs> Have an English tutor followed me in 10 minutes. Just come and join the conversation for that 10 minutes. 10 minutes, we have to leave anyway. Yeah. We were talking about like um, Africans versus Americans. What do you think? Let me ask a very controversial question. Do you, still, do you feel like it's about time that we stop blaming other people, like blaming white people and just like do stuff? 
Yeah, just people of color in general. Wait, so, wait, wait, before like, like always colonialism, um, um, white okay. people are stolen and all no, of this stuff. Like, because there's always a narrative that being African. Oh, sorry. There's always a narrative that being African means like you're this like primordial being that was like you're like I don't know how to explain it but it gets to it gets to a stage where all of like society's things that tells you oh being African is like fresh disgusting Mm -hmm. that's why you find a lot of Africans when they're younger they don't claim to be African they say oh I'm Jamaican or you know things like that like they don't want to claim it and I don't think that comes from being like that comes from like oh your African peers I think that just comes from society making it out as if being Caribbean is better I think colonialism is like an underlying effect that will always have kind of like an impact but I feel like it's time there's like we obviously we're still suffering from the effects now since it is like more yeah it's still quite a current type Mm. of thing but we still need to take responsibility for ourselves and also like blaming like white people and stuff like that like some of the things that I've noticed that the black community do you can't like you're just Wait, looking for an excuse to somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I think that we're our own biggest enemy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we're here blaming, let's say, white people for what they did, I'm not like minimizing the effect because it still does affect us. Yeah. But there has to be that first black surgeon in this place. There has to be that first black professor in Oxford. So for us to be like, oh, it won't be me, it'll be the next person mm-hmm. because I'm suffering from this, then we're just yeah. postponing our development. Well, not development, but like progress. Yeah, progression. That's it. Yeah. But like, there are there are still like um, Western countries that are still colonizing places in Africa, even up to this day. And yeah, people I don't. China was doing it somewhere. Yeah, people don't notice that. So when like when we do mention, oh, does colonialism still have like an effect on us today? It does presently, but also in terms of how again the narrative of like blackness. And people think, oh, you know, it ended ages ago. But 20 years ago, if you ask your parents what it was like walking down the street as a black person in London, they will tell you that they was they were still being discriminated against, mm. like, outwardly, so... But even in, like, Liverpool today, like, they'll still call you nigger, they'll still spit at you. And this is Liverpool in 2018. But even still, like, obviously, my dad, he was born in Nigeria, but then during his childhood, he was... He came over here and he lived in Somerset. And... Um, my 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 auntie and he um, they lived over here and they experienced more racism than my mum because obviously she didn't live live over here she came like after she did university so it was a bit later on but he said like he experienced a lot of racism and like how he, when he used to go on the trains nobody used to want to sit in like the seats next to him and stuff like that and just so like yeah it's still quite current and stuff even back to your like point about colonization like i was reading this thing and i didn't even deep it like when we get like all of our cheap clothes from primark and stuff like that nobody thinks about like where we get them yeah. and like our diamonds and stuff like the di- the stuff like all this material stuff that we like and i didn't even deep that like they get it from places like africa and, in, um, and asia and the reason why it can be so cheap is because they paid enough and because of the colonization or because of the what's this thing that they have the the no, it's just the global thing that they do where they always put the flags up and then um, Commonwealth. Commonwealth, yeah, and stuff like that. Like they take, they take all these um, these materials that um, Africa has and they trade. They give back aid, but their so-called aid isn't really 
help in anybody. You're mm. just, and yeah, again, I was mentioning this to you, Yinka, like this aid that is that they're providing for the Commonwealth countries, it's just military weapons or mm. like so um, for them to go and shoot medicinal things, but yeah. it's like, okay, but why don't we start from the basics? Education. Mm. That's, that's the that. most, that's literally, that's the most you can do. But sometimes I find it hard speaking about the idea of colonization and how it's been, how it's um, influenced us now especially in this school, because a lot of us are privileged enough to be educated. So when people, like, even though you mentioned the point of, oh, we can't just keep uh, blaming ourselves because it's going to stop us from developing, it's like, a lot of people, they don't know about this whole topic. So it's like, they actually, they, they are actually the result of the institutionalized racism that is happening in the UK and because we can see it we can see oh, how to kind of push our way yeah. up but a lot of them they don't know how to so it's it's about this idea of educating everyone to know their own history also like just with the current stabbing that's been going on and stuff the fact that like some people can realize that it's not just a community it's not just a community problem it's not just like black people stabbing each other and like it's not just gangs it's not just a gang thing, but it's actually something that it is the government's fault. It is like it is pe- politicians are supposed to be in, in infecting changes that are not actually doing stuff like that. That's causing stuff like that to continue happening. Because like be- before, I just used to think about it. I'm like, I was like I, I was I was too naive. I was like, ah, oh, someone else established someone else against. They're, they're probably in a gang or they're probably like just stupid people who don't know like. The, the severity of what they're doing but it's like like just thinking about why all of that stuff happened in the first place it's, there's no in, in most of those commu- communities there's no security like they have all this safe haven for jimmies but like none of like imagine safe haven for jimmies like where you can run into you if someone was coming with you with a gun or knife or something well those shops close at like six <laughs> and they're fine yeah. <laughs> if someone's chasing you at like nine in the night like even where you run into you the police station is just a name it, it just says yeah. Peckham police station and it's, like, can't, it's not yeah, open it's like open. there's no door there's, like even the um, the ambulance for like um, when like one of the people in my school when he died like um, he got stabbed and he was literally running from well as far as, far as like he was going from door to door begging people call the police um not call the police call the ambulance help help and they just looked at him like he was like he was nothing and it's just like there's so many times when people have been stabbed you could have prevented their deaths but instead of that like someone's called the ambulance and we're waiting here for half an hour the guy's been stabbed like i feel like even before that though like i was watching good morning britain like after like was it the six um, stabbings that happened and one of them happened in my area which was like so baffling to me because I've never like there's no like we it's the type of area where you leave your back door open nobody's gonna come and get you it's, it was that like, so when it happened it was kind of like nice. a what wow. must be nice no but it, it's just like a really quiet area and the place that happened it was just like so bizarre to me so I was watching Good Morning Britain with my mum and they were talking about how like not only just the government because they were talking about stop and search increasing it but it's really just like it will have more of a negative impact yeah, yeah, than yeah. that. So they were thinking about like solutions and ways that they can solve it. It's like more police, um, um, obviously more police on the streets, opening back those police stations that were closed underneath um, May's government. And also they were talking about mothers and their children. Like, do you remember that time in Tira Society when um, we were talking about grime music and the guy mm-hmm. was like, no, it's <laughs> the, the mother's job. Mom. But then I was like, I made a face and my mom was like, no, it's true. Like the way you raise your children and what you, put your like she's 
she was talking about how like mothers work around the clock so much and a lot they were talking about a lot how um, there are lots of single mothers in the black community so if they're Okay, wait. <clears throat> You're listening to Scholarly Conversations with Yinka and Sadia. Okay, Campbell Road. David, what do you have to say? Do you think, do you agree that it's the parents' fault that their kids are, you know, like joining gangs and things? Um, I would agree to disagree because mm-hmm. um, it's not 100% the parents fault because if you think about just it let me clarify that you agree to disagree yeah so basically it's a 50-50 thing okay yeah so <laughs> so basically uh-huh. when we um, especially me and you we grew up in Peckham mm-hmm. and local areas like Campbell mm-hmm. <clears throat> when we go home after school we don't normally see our parents and mm-hmm. even though when they come home we are normally sleeping mm-hmm. or we're out there. So we don't have, we don't really get to have that um parental bonding with them yeah. because of their job. It's not really their fault but partly to blame the government for that. Mm-hmm. I mean my my whole stance is like the government to blame for everything. Yeah. It's like yeah. Because I don't really like blaming people for like things that affect me. Cause, like I like I always blame myself for things yeah. like if cuz like I'm I'm my own person kind of if that makes sense where like I have to be self-sufficient for everything like I do in my life like of course like other people can help me but like then I can't if I fail then say it's because of someone else's fault like as much as like I'd like to blame my teachers for not getting the best grades in like GCSE (laughs) like especially biology I'd like to blame my teacher but like I know like she tried her best like she did everything she can do but still getting like a B is like you know it's not the, it's not what I wanted but yeah, that's why I got. Like, I get you. Um, speaking on whether it's the parents' fault or not, mm-hmm. we could also look at the fact that the timing with the working timing and the educational timing yeah. are way different. Mm. If the parents are there home to um, look after the children, for example, maybe call them after school mm-hmm. or something like that, and find out where they are and the movement, maybe that would make them more safe. And the fact that um, the students or the um, children know that they're going home to see their mother, yeah. so maybe they should just cook their nice meal for them to eat. That would persuade them for, you know, to go instead of hanging around with friends, for example, going to Molly's, you know, they go back and. But back, yeah, I yeah. mean, but all of those like experiences actually helped us there, like. It it really did. Because it really did a sense of community. Because like now, as you said, like a lot of us from Peckham, like we we always still hang out together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're still close because we've all suffered like <laughs> the bad schools together. We yeah. suffered the like lack of resources together. So like we have that to bond over. But yeah, it's like the parents do try. Like you can't say like yeah, I can't, I can't tell my mom or my stepdad stop working. What where are we going to live? Hmm? True. Like how we how am I going to pay for anything I like I want? Like I'm gonna starve, man. Exactly. So like some other people from my school are talking about how like they they had to get their first job at like a really young age. And it's like even with us, like last the last two summers where we literally <laughs> we went to every single shop in London nah, to try to get a job. We had to literally work what our church and yeah. <laughs> the struggle is real. It's, and and that really annoys me. It's, it's again like with the government being being to blame. It's like. 
for some reason, like the Office of National Security, they're like um, national statistics. Sorry, they're like um, employment is increased for people our age, but I don't I'm see sorry, how that's sure. possible. If, like, if I was to tell you the amount of jobs I've applied for, I should have ten jobs by now, honestly. Because about ten, you should have more than that. <laughs> like we went to, we went to every, every <laughs> single shop in Oxford, David. Like, and I, the main thing is personally, like I've given, I've given a. That English. <laughs> I've given a lot of people my CV to use, mm-hmm. and like people are getting jobs with my CV, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting jobs. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Like it's just frustrating at this point, but that's what it is. Yeah. And then like we were speaking about um, young people's safety in general, and in like areas like this, like yeah, it's like what 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 is there to keep us safe? I think having like a community center, center mm-hmm. where like people can like hang around after school or something like that, and then it's obviously watched over by someone mm-hmm. that um <clears throat> safety keeping on is that what they call them safety guardians yeah those ones yeah because then it really reduces the chances of what um meeting someone on the road and getting to an argument and like that's what's starting but do you not do you not feel like in community youth centers like one of the dangers is that like it becomes overcrowded and then people start like arguing in there and it's like you meet so many people who are different from you and that just that that's where like you know stabbing begin because or gangs begin from yeah. youth centers yeah i know what you're saying but then again p if people from different areas would come together mm-hmm. and then learn to be friends and friendly together i'm very sure this would reduce the um chances of them getting into a gang and also remember not everything is 100 percent positive there will always be flaws it's just about reducing the impact it has or it's gonna have yeah and also do you remember in like year seven year eight when like the policeman was at our school oh yeah do you feel, like, again? i can't i actually can't remember his name <laughs> but do you feel like that was that helped us um definitely because the thing is after school for example personally if you if you were about to if you were about to do something right and you mm-hmm. see a police woman or a man standing right next to you or just five meters away from you mm-hmm. would you do anything I mean, a lot of people still did things like yeah, like, but like not something on a great scale that would put someone's life in. Like danger. you remember those people bringing their dogs? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no shade, no shade. It's like they get their sisters and their dogs, so like it's still possible. Yeah, but, but I, I, thought, I thought it was very helpful. Yeah. Though. Like also just being able to like have a normal conversation with a police officer and. Yeah. and in in a, in a in a space where it's not like they're arresting you or arresting yeah. someone that you know it's like you're just having a normal conversation because they are normal people and like yep. you you don't see them as like these law enforcement that are coming to take you away from your friend and your family you see them as people that they're trying to help you and like I feel like that's something that's really important because again our secondary school ended at like two fifty like yeah. if Miss Rogers didn't come with like her music stuff. Well, well, I I can't even imagine what I would have been doing for That's from after two fifty. Like, what? And was it eleven? We stood in school around like till like four or five. In school, or you stayed. In hey, school. let's. Hmm. Let, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna put a beef on that. <laughs> but yeah, we stayed in school till like four or later. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Remember when we had like an English exam the next day? I'm oh. still we stayed in school. We stayed in school till like. Was 10, it 10? Yeah. I actually can't believe 
that day was crazy. And but I would say it definitely helped because how oh, there's no way I was learning every point <laughs> in my anthology. That was not happening. So like also like because our school, like even as bad as it was, like yeah. we survived because of the teachers that cared yep. so much. Like, like those teachers actually did so much. They actually us. did. One thing I noticed about Peckham in comparison to other schools, right? We have a really bad reputation. Mm-hmm. However, the teachers and the um, management in that school, they really try. Like, they literally put effort and time and dedication into helping the students. Wherever mm-hmm. the schools with like good dedication, um, good reputation and things like that, even notice it's just like a normal um, <clears throat> cliche teaching, normal thing. Come lesson. If if it's teacher time to go home, they go home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Mr. Moes. Like when he first started, it's like four twenty five. But then he, he got he got used to the culture, and then he noticed that every other teacher cared and they had to stay behind. Yeah. And then he helped us as well. So that's what I'm trying to say. That I'm actually really stuck. is not like it has a bad reputation, but from where it started, it's a really good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm, it's a really good school. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good school. But, like, I'm still so shocked. Like, because you know how everyone was trying so hard to, like, especially, let me and let me not make fun of you, David, but <laughs> with maths, like, you were waking up to come to school at, like, 6, 7 in the oh. morning, and, like, there's so many people in, in the classroom, like, waking up so early to come in because you wanted to be good at maths. Yeah. But what happened? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I really want to blame myself for maths, but I can see myself that I really tried. Yeah, for honestly, maps. I, I mean, really, you, you guys I really, really tried. tried. But I don't know, blame. I don't know, blame me on the teacher as well. But at the same time, I think it's just maths was just not for me. It was just not for me. Is that an said, excuse there? Hmm? It's not an excuse, but yeah. But then again, the t- um, difference in Mr. Moore's teaching and Miss what's her name again? Wow. That's her name again. Wow. Okay. Oh my god. No, don't tell me. I'm going to remember. Wow, this. she's not my teacher, so I didn't need oh. to know her name. So. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Come on, over the years. Wow. I've known. I mean, Miss I know Patel. Long. No, Miss no, Patel. Not, Are no, no, no. Wait, wait. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But there was a Miss Patel. No. Yeah, but like, she left like a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. What's her? I don't even know her name. Miss. Okay, we we'll just go to with that lady ran away from that school. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, age she left and she came back and she left again. Yeah, I think Beckham was just not for her and she got married as well. So, but still, this like because you guys really did try. Like, what yeah. what could have gone so wrong there? All I'm saying is the last paper when I decided not to stay in our lesson and I went to Mr. Moore's lesson. Mm-hmm. Most of the questions you guys were doing, I remember Joseph teaching me one topic. I can't remember which it was. But in the exam, it came up and I was able to answer it. I'm sorry if I had come to this lady's let- lesson, pff, a lot of questions would have been. Yeah, that, that's the thing about like secondary school that I didn't really like the the sets thing. Yeah. Because like just because you're just because you're in set one or set two doesn't mean that you get to do all the hard topics and then everyone yeah. else is just doing like algebra for five years. But it's like that's not the only thing that's going to come up in the exam. Like, algebra is not the only question that yeah. comes up in all three papers. There are other things, like, we will learn about, like, iteration and like, histograms and all of that stuff. 
and you guys didn't do that until like you did it like you literally did it before the exams because they they thought like that means it will stay in your head you You guys were set one I was like I was in set two right Mm -hmm. personally I don't think there was much difference apart from some people like you and Joseph yes and let's not Mm. forget his name Alex he's just (laughs) he was just something else Joshua was something (laughs) so Joshua as well but the film was like there wasn't that much different in sets right but then you guys were um, learning iterations, um, the more complex sets, and then the things with the um, graphing that you draw. I don't know the topic. The histogram. Not histograms, or something okay. else. You were doing, we were doing it in class in the morning before the paper. I can't remember where it was. Joseph taught me in that class. topic. Not in graphs, like drawings and things. And he had to, let's just leave it. It was just mm. them. I've never seen this question in my life before. Probably the circle theory. I know. Yeah, was, circle theory. It was that. Was yep, it was that. And in lesson, I'm just like, I'm sorry, this lady, we're doing the same paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, lady, this lady has never taught us this. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stay in a lesson. I went to Mr. Amor's lesson. I was like, sir, how come we haven't done this? He was like, and even Mr. Amor was like, don't look at me, look at a teacher. And I was like, Joseph, teach me this real quick. And Joseph taught me. And guess what? In the, in the exam, I got it right. Even I, I didn't get that right. Because like, I, I, I for myself, going into the, into the, like, all three maths exams, I was like, these are the topics I can do. If any of this ones come up, just leave it. <laughs> it's, it's like if any circle theorem comes up, just be like, thank you so much. I can afford to miss that six months. Like, but, yeah. The question was hard, but I was so excited to answer it because I know that I've just learnt it so I know it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a big question. So, But that, that's what the teacher the was trying to do for you guys. They like, she didn't want to teach like the um, set two like all those hard stuff yeah, until like the actual I exam, so that sticks in your head. Which I didn't, really, I didn't really know how that works. Like yeah, really especially because it's maths. It's not like history where like you can just quickly learn. Yeah, maths is about practice. That's just... impossible. Maths is about practice. You can't just cram your way through. Mm. But I'll say t- teachers also have a, like big um, impact on um, learning of students. Obviously they do, but like the impact is much larger than you could think of yeah yeah the chances and opportunities of young children or youths in um, getting into basketball teams football teams and other sports because this country is known for like football right mm-hmm. but they need to like re- um, increase the availability of other sports because not everyone plays football and I think that would really help because that creates a community itself so, but yeah. how do you think they're going to do that do they do that through schools yeah through schools through areas for example um, we have like est- um, estates and things like that councils and things like that yeah they could just but it's like every time like that. that's a good idea like I, I support that 100% but then like for them to do that that means they have to get money from somewhere to give to the schools to to help the teachers and it's like i'm sorry when has the government never had money well <laughs> i mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> but because it's, it's so irritating because j- just because they do something now just because they they give you what's it called they they just because they introduce like drama or something creative they have to take money away from pe like do you, do you realize that happened yep. in our school? Like, it's like when, ev- that's why for, for a short period of time, everyone was like against music department because yeah. everyone thought like the music department was getting everything. Like, drama was being defunded. Like, they, people couldn't even pick drama for GCSE yeah. anymore. And it's like, 
these are the subjects that everyone relied on to this could be my A star subjects. Like yeah. <laughs> physics isn't happening. So but like that's just the small things. Like every time they give you something, they have to take something away from you and Yeah. So. Also Peckham tried or well, they did something which personally I do not stand for I don't think it makes sense. Right. Um they took away like vocational subjects mm, mm. and they said um if you want to learn vocational subjects go do it in college. Um they wanted to teach more academically in quotations um subjects. Personally I don't think to learn and to grow um to le- oh God. Yes. to learn right <laughs> to learn but um knowledge does not come from okay okay no no honestly say it say it say it knowledge does not come from what from your environment or the building you are in does not define knowledge that's what i'm trying to say so you learning interesting you learning in a college does what what are you trying to say you're not worthy of um learning vocational subjects in a um, community where they teach maths and further maths and things like that as well. I just don't think it made sense because not everyone would want to go into um, maths or biology or science or wants to be a doctor and things like that. If everyone went um, to the same course and everything, life would be boring. But yeah, I just don't stand for that. Mm, I get that. That's a good point still. But yeah, yeah. Is there anything else, David? No, I'm good. You're good? Okay, yeah. let's just go back to playing Jenga now. <laughs> it's actually fun. We have to arrange it again. Yeah. Yeah, just do this here. Before we sign off, some quick thank yous. Thank you to everyone who shared their opinion in this episode, the one without a structure. Thank you to David, Daniela, Omni, Ocean, Kenyan David, Jade, Vanessa, and Afam. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Scholarly Convo. Remember, opinion is the medium between knowledge and ignorance. So go and have yourself a scholarly conversation today. Until next time, this is Bridge Over Troubled Water, covered by the David Idowu Choir which I'd like to dedicate to Malcolm Mide Madariola. Thank you.